0: Welcome to Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Now here are your hosts, Nina and Brian Dixon.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. We're excited to have you here.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: So last week, we left everyone with a quote by Henry Ford. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. And we're just wondering if any of our listeners happened to think of this quote throughout the week at all. If you did, that's great. Maybe it helped you a lot. Or maybe you're just now thinking of a scenario where you wish you remembered this quote, maybe. A fun fact about me, in my favorites album under Photos... I keep screenshots of like all my favorite quotes. And whenever I catch myself feeling off about anything, I immediately open it and scroll through some of them. Um, I've been saving them for years now. I have like over 500 quotes in there. Another good place to put in quotes sometimes is your notes section in your phone. It's a super quick, easy place to just scan to and look them up. It's definitely helped me. Maybe it'll help you guys. Just a little helpful nugget. How was your week, Brian?
0: My week was great. It was super productive, had a lot of good things happen, both on the personal and professional side. And as far as that quote goes, I think I definitely had some interesting times when I was thinking about that quote and tried to apply it over the course of the last week. Uh, One specific example is that I had a deal I was working on for the business, and I hadn't heard from the potential customer for quite some time. I knew they were going to reply to me, but I hadn't heard from them in quite some time. And the project that we were going to be working on with them was something that was brand new, something I have experience in and definitely my skill set can serve, but it's a new type of product line that we're going to be looking to offer. And I think throughout the course of the week, I started to question myself a little bit because I hadn't heard from them for so long. And I was asking myself, you know, is the reason they haven't came back to me yet Because this is something that I can't do, or I'm not supposed to do. And then I immediately remembered that Henry Ford quote, and said, you know what, if I think I can do it, I can. And so I really started thinking about that. And literally within a matter of about 48 hours, I got an email from this potential customer. And they said, you know what, we're ready, we're going to move forward. And so now we are moving forward with the opportunity and the deal. And just because of that, I thought that was pretty cool because I started to reprogram my thought process, telling myself I can absolutely do this new type of thing. I'm excited about it. It's going to be an interesting challenge, but uh, that's just a perfect example of how I was able to apply that quote over the course of the last week.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, For me personally, I thought about this quote. So I run anywhere between six to eight miles every other day. You probably know this already. Um, So... The, this past week, it's been like in the 90s, super hot and humid, very muggy, Missouri heat here. So I don't always get up super early to be able to run sometimes. So I'm running out there and it's like 95 degrees and I'm going up a hill, not even close to six miles yet. And I was actually blasting rap music and I'm thinking to myself, like, I have to do this, I have to do this. And then that quote popped in my head. And I literally kept repeating to myself in my mind, like, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can. And I, Ended up running like a little over seven miles that day. So it was super helpful. Enough about all this. Shall we start our topic for today?
0: Sure. Let's do it.
1: So it's called waking up. Many of you may or may not have seen the movie The Matrix. If you haven't, we highly recommend it. Um, I'll try to make this as clear as possible. And, you know, you don't have to have seen the movie to understand this. It's time to wake up from The Matrix this is a metaphor that we use, the terms, quote-unquote, waking up. It's a metaphor that represents a very programmed way of thinking. So to think of the movie, for some of you who have seen it, Neo, who is originally working in an office setting in a cube, is approached by Morpheus, who's like this mystical dude floating around with glasses, and he's offered an opportunity to know, quote-unquote, the truth and he's given the option of a blue pill or a red pill. One of the pills will bring him back to his bed where he will wake up in the morning and have no idea of ever meeting Morpheus and being given that opportunity. The other pill will take him down the rabbit hole which is riskier. The rabbit hole is unknown, quote unquote, who knows where it goes. And plus, how far does it go down? This pill is a metaphor for spiritual awakening. Once you have or experience a spiritual awakening, there is no going back. You cannot unknow the truth. So the entire movie then goes on to show how you can still engage in the matrix, but there is a very different feel to it now. In the movie, Neo goes through a series of training where he becomes aware that reality is flexible and it is not set. The senses are merely interpretations of vibration that are experienced and believed to be real. The more Neo uses his mind, the more he can bend reality. And if we go back to our last episode, which is Growth Mindset, this is kind of, um, this follows up on that in the sense that we program our own minds, we control our thoughts, we use our willpower to bend our reality in the way that we see fit for ourselves. The key for Neo in this entire movie is for him to believe that he is the one, the one that represents the all source of consciousness, the truth that we are all connected. And once you come to this realization, you are unstoppable. You can dodge bullets and fly stuff. But this is obviously, you know, just in the movie. And the key is here. The key to all of this is to wake up, wake up for the from the autopilot mind the insistence of the ego of how reality works and to know that you are so much more than you know you are. The way you break out of the matrix is that awareness. It's that spiritual awakening. Then you can write your own rules. You can change limiting beliefs and know that most of what you believe to be true is based on prior reference experiences. Then put your focus on new experiences that wire in a new belief. You wake up by going beyond what you are currently thinking, feeling, and doing. And the first step to that is awareness. So Brian, what are your thoughts on all that so far?
0: So I agree. I think that... I'm going to take it a little bit further, and sometimes Nina and I will have negotiations about this because we both have a very similar point of view on this, but I think we also have some differentiation in how we think about this concept of the matrix as well. And I believe I mentioned this last week on our episode about this idea that I hold around the sea of consciousness that we have. And all human beings are living out these what appear to be individualistic expressions of consciousness. And I think those expressions are being projected off of some type of intelligent architecture that we can't perceive. And the way that I interpret that is literally if you've ever seen the movie the matrix there's this computer code in a sense and then there's these holographic projections off of this code that represent a reality that everybody is living and i actually think there's the potential that the reality that we can't see and cannot perceive through you know our programmed senses that there's the potential that there is some type of architecture like that. And we have some type of holographic projection of objects and things and people that come off of that. And so at an underlying level of which we can't see, I think there's the potential that that could be accurate. But when we are talking about it in terms of this podcast... It is going to be around this matrix that we live in on a daily basis and how people are so programmed both consciously and subconsciously every single day to do certain things and accept certain things.
1: So the matrix, just to make it clear, is we're using that word to describe, and correct me if I'm wrong, is to describe our waking up, going to school, going to work, coming back, you know, taking out student loans for, uh, to just get into debt, to go to get this education, to get this piece of paper, this nine to five job that you don't love anymore, you know, get married by a certain age, have kids, do this, retire, then die. That's what we mean by the matrix, right?
0: Yeah, I would say so. I think a good way to think about the matrix is when you're floating unconsciously through life accepting things that have been programmed into you that don't align with your heart and your intuitive capabilities for what is going to bring you your highest and best purpose on this planet.
1: It's almost as if you're just going around doing things on autopilot because everybody else is, or everyone's telling you to, you know, this is what we eat because you get X, Y, Z from this. This is what we do because that's what society tells us to do.
0: Exactly. Like if you look around at your reality, there is a program falsity that exists in this matrix that we live in, that life is made up of getting up, going to work, coming home, eating, maybe people are having a beer or a glass of wine, watching TV, going to sleep, and then rinse, wash, repeat, and do it all over the next day. This is literally how the majority of our society operates, and people choose to accept it as true based off what they've been programmed to believe, as if they are just doing things as a means to an end. Like, what a terrible life that is. That is literally mental slavery, and people are sleepwalking through their life totally unaware of how they can wake up and actually pursue their dreams and passions. Life is about creating and finding what drives you, to create your own experience, and not falling victim to being programmed by the illusion of entertainment, or the illusion of your work schedule, or the illusion of anything else that's programmed into you that exists within the matrix People that control our global population, which in reality, if you really research it back to its roots, is a pretty small handful of people in the scheme of things that control a lot of the things that happen around the world. They want you to be stuck in this mental slavery because they gain profit and control off of it. But it is literally up to each and every one of us to break free from this mental servitude Take responsibility for your own life and change it for the better. The reason that these controllers want you to be entertained, whether that's social media or movies or TV or the news, is because a controlled and entertained population doesn't ask too many questions and they obey, like a bunch of docile sheep. Now, do you want to be a sheep or do you want to wake up and take control of your life?
1: Did you know that the term sheeple is now in the dictionary?
0: I did not know that, but it it makes perfect sense.
1: I literally have this written down here somewhere. Hold on. I'm going to find this. Maybe I lost it. Yeah, it's in the dictionary right now. And it's basically people who just kind of flock in one direction without questioning anything.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So what do sheep do? Sheep literally follow the flock, they follow the herd, they're part of the masses. There's not individualism between how they think. They're literally just doing what everybody else is doing because they're told to do that. And I think people really need to take a step back They need to wake up out of this total sleepwalking, zombie-like mental attitude every single day and understand that you are infinite creators. And you have to learn that because it will break free from the mental slavery that you're currently in and allow you to become the individual that you were put here on this planet to be. There's a couple things that I think you can do from a tactical perspective that will really help you benefit waking up out of this sheeple mindset and breaking free from the matrix. And I've got five specific things that I know both Nina and myself have implemented in our lives that once we did this, it has just made a tremendous impact and allowed us to have this awakening to really wake up and break the chains of this mental matrix that we were in for so many years before we learned about it. So number one, uh, we have been told to watch the news and stay up on current events and make sure we stay in the know. And this is all a form Of the subliminal media programming. And that can come in a lot of different ways. That can come through social media, it can come from TV, it can come from different news stations, it can come from magazines, all sorts of ways that we are being programmed by the media. And you have to understand that this is designed to keep your brain entertained and diminish your natural power of your mind. Furthermore, These are designed to feed you incorrect information or disinformation campaigns and make you feel a certain way about yourself and about those surrounding you. And a lot of people don't realize that these types of media platforms and channels, especially when it comes to news and advertising on social platforms and magazines, they're using marketing agencies that understand the human psyche and how to literally manipulate you into believing you need things that you don't have. Or you should be feeling a certain way about somebody else that you should not be feeling because it will benefit somebody, usually where the money's flowing. So if you pay attention to who stands to benefit from this, it's the people that are profiting and gaining control and power off of this type of manipulation. For example, like the news, when's the last time you watched the news? In ninety-five percent of what you saw on the news was not stuff there to instill fear in you. A murder here, something bad happened to this person, we're at war, tear, tear, tear. Like every single thing you see on the news for the most part is to instill fear in you, literally to continuously program you of fear, anger, hate, to put yourself in an energetic mindset of low frequency so that you obey and you are literally scared to do anything. I feel like when you I watch the news, which is extremely rare, that every single thing on there is negative. But everybody continues to watch it and it continues to get worse and worse and worse. And so I think tactic number one to wake up is to just get rid of all of that. Like quit watching the
1: news. Well, we don't even have cable. We don't watch the news in our house. There's no way we can. The only time I get glimpses of the news is if it's on at the gym. Right? I think that's the same for you too.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, what's the best way to get rid of this and try to wake up a little bit more? Well, let's alleviate the opportunity to watch it at all. So we just get rid of it. We turned off our cable. We don't watch the news anymore. I don't think I've literally watched a news station and actually listened and paid attention to it in several years. And ever since then, I've felt a million times better. Like, I'm not being pushed down by fear. I don't really care about anything that's going on. And I know people could argue, well, well don't you want to like, stay up to date on current events and this and that? Hey, my life's going great. And I haven't watched the news probably in three to four years. And it's done nothing but gotten better.
1: Well, a lot of people also are under the common belief, or misconception, I should say, that you need to stay up to date on your current events to have intelligent conversations with other people in our society. That's not true. I mean, if you want to take stuff that's being fed to you through a tube, basically, and it's all misinformation, it's not they're not facts. Not everything on the news is factual. 90% of that is misinformation. You can Google that fact right now. So, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it helps. You know what this makes me think of, though? The movie that you had me watch a couple, maybe it was like two years ago, it's like an old 90s movie. The guy puts on glasses, and then he sees the world for what it is, and then he takes them off, and it's like, what we see in our... What, what is it called?
0: The name of the movie is called They Live. And it's yeah. with Rodney Piper. He was yeah, a wrestler. Yeah. But the concept of the movie is he basically wakes up. And what happens is this person gives him this pair of glasses that when he puts the glasses on, it's sunglasses, when he puts them on and he like looks at the news or looks at advertisements, he it shows the subliminal messaging that it's trying to program your mind. So for example there would be an advertisement of somebody that's like purchasing clothes from some retail store. And it's like some beautiful woman that is purchasing these clothes and holding these bags. And then he puts the glasses on. And what it says on the actual billboard is obey and consume.
1: There's one for food too, right? There's this fat person getting sick and like hooked up to all these IVs.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's just a really interesting movie. Check out that movie, They Live by uh, Rodney Piper, who used to be a wrestler. Mm -hmm. But the movie's really good, and the principles and concepts laid out in it is specifically what we're talking about in this episode, about don't be fooled, wake up to these things that are going on around us. So that's step number one. Step number two, I think, is around diet. Now, I made the switch to cutting all meat and dairy out of my diet several years ago. And I now I follow a strictly plant based diet. And I used to actually be very much into like, you know, weightlifting and things of that nature and followed a non plant based diet and was making sure I was getting in so many meals per day. And, you know, I'm I'm still huge into exercising. But I, for the longest time, had this fixed mindset that I couldn't get to the physique that I wanted to or maybe I would lose my muscle if I followed anything but a diet where I was consuming meat and consuming dairy and these whey protein shakes and I began to learn more and more about what happens to the human body when you consume meat and you consume dairy and all the chemicals and antibiotics and everything's in there. And I was like, you know, this is just disgusting. I can't like do this to my body anymore. And then the more I learned about it and realized like all the side effects that you may not even think about by consuming meat and dairy. Like for example, like some of these factory farms that are – you know, putting all these animals in these very tiny spaces and then feeding them until they reach just ridiculous amounts of weight so they can slaughter them to feed our population. Like, that's one thing, right? There's the the killing and the cruelty of animals. Well,
1: they literally chase these animals down to kill them. You know, there's videos on YouTube about this. How can we think that doing that to something else in our universe that's living and breathing and to chase down and kill it for your own consumption, how can that be okay? How can we energetically, how can we get something positive from that? You know, we think it's nutrition. How is it that we think that that's possible? It makes no sense. Like I'm not, you know, we're not here to put anybody down or like judge anybody. If you eat meat, that's great. This is just to share that there's a lot of information out there that is incorrect. You don't need to be eating meat to get muscles.
0: And if you also trace back A lot of these studies around different types of articles that will come out or research studies of why you need to have X amount of meat in your diet or why eggs are good for this purpose. If you trace back who was the funders of those studies to take place, they're almost always people that benefit from the sale of meat or dairy products and something else that really blew my mind as I was beginning to learn about all this and I I made this switch basically overnight I was not like oh I'm going to start taking out a little bit of meat or a little bit of dairy after I learned a couple of these things and really did my own research it was an an overnight thing I just quit everything cold turkey and I've never looked back but something that really, really blew my mind was that there are places around the world that have these uh, you know, meat factories and dairy factories and they're putting all these chemicals in these animals. Well, when the animals are going to the bathroom, a lot of this is like washing out into local streams and rivers and infiltrating people's water supplies in one way or another, or they're radiating some type of pollution out of the plants. And the people that live in these areas where all this is going on are coming down with an incredibly increased amount of different types of cancers. And now what the research is showing is that those cancers are coming from the poor behavior and treatment of these animals inside of these animal plants. And now they're expanding out into the local communities. And so I saw that too and I was like, Not only am I killing another creature, eating something that I would consider terrible for my body and the longevity of my health, but by consuming this, I am literally contributing to people dying, human beings as well, getting cancer and other types of random diseases and dying. Like, how would I ever want to be a part of that? And there, when
1: There's a uh, documentary that shows this what we're talking about right now. It's called What the Health, and I believe that town is somewhere in North Carolina. That's one of them, or South Carolina. And it's just so it's so sad to see these an- these families. Um, they're low income families that live there, and they're just like they just you know they literally spray the whatever you want to call it feces or whatever from these animal farms out into the rest of the city around them where people live. And with that being said, it's not just that that's causing cancer. It's also all the, what are they called? The, uh, um, you know, like the stuff that they use in animals to pump them up. It's a chemical that's harmful to animals, not just animals, but also to humans. And when we consume it, that is why meat eaters have the highest uh, percentage of cancer in their body. I forget the name of it, but check out that documentary for sure. It's called What the Health.
0: And... Along those lines, as I began to make that switch, it provided a very interesting physical enhancement, I guess is a good way to put it. And what happened was after a very short period of time of going plant-based, me being a big exerciser like I am, my inflammation, and I want to say this was within like three to four days, the inflammation in my body, like, dramatically decreased like I was getting full range of motion back in different types of lifts and exercises I was doing I would recover from my exercises like so much faster and from a mental perspective I felt like I was enhanced like I was calmer I was more centered on a daily basis I was connecting dots that I wasn't able to connect before and I just felt like my whole physical being had just enhanced. My energy went up. And I'm going on uh, over three years now of being 100% plant based. And I continue to get better. Like each and every day since that's happened, I've just noticed personally in myself, like a huge improvement in so many different ways. And Nina, I know Nina's actually never eating meat. Do you want to talk a little bit about yourself in regards to that?
1: Yeah. So I've been a lifelong vegetarian and that's mainly because my parents are vegetarians. And so, you know, that's just what my mom cooked at home when I, about when I was like 22, maybe I'm 30 now. So when I was 22 years old, I learned about the vegan diet and how, wow, I'm a vegetarian, but I'm actually not the healthiest vegetarian, you know, Reese's peanut butter cups Maybe vegetarian, but it's not good for me, you know. So I really started looking into that stuff, and I started I, the first documentary I watched actually was what the no, it was Forks Over Knives, and that got me thinking, and it immediately switched me over. So now I'm going on about eight years uh, full vegan. Um, for me, I can't speak to the difference between eating meat and not eating meat. Obviously, I've never had it, don't know what it was like, but I can tell you that cutting processed foods, dairy, milk, uh, processed sugars. That has immensely helped me with um, allergies. I've had really bad allergies my entire life. I was like popping Claritin or Zyrtec every single day since the sixth grade. And now for the past, I would say four years, five years, I've been a strict vegan, like very, very strict with it. I even like my alcohol consumption is, it is in an all time low. I think that helps a lot too, but I don't have allergies anymore. Seasonal allergies are completely gone. It's extremely rare for me to wake up and be sneezing and itchy, watery eyes. And I know many of my friends, um, can attest to this too, that when they cut out milk and dairy and went full blown vegan, strict vegan, their allergies, um, diminished as well. So that's that's a helpful.
0: I think that's probably a lot to do with the extreme levels of low inflammation you yeah. have when you switch over because allergies have a lot to do with like inflammation in the nasal cavity and other things. So, you know, that's really interesting and a big reason too when I made the switch, I've been treating myself especially from like a workout perspective, like a science experiment since I was a lot younger and I wanted to understand what was it from switching to a plant-based diet from more of a scientific perspective that made me feel so much better. And I did a bunch of different research and there's a lot of scientific articles about different things about how it, you know, relieves inflammation and does all these different things within your body to speed up recovery. But, I am a big fan of Nikola Tesla, and if anybody's not familiar with him, I highly recommend you go look him up. He's one of the most brilliant scientists that ever existed that's created a ton of things that we use on a daily basis today. And Nikola Tesla actually converted to a plant-based diet throughout his life, and I read an interview with him that he had one time, and basically what he described was how if you eat closer to light and by light i mean like light from the sun it can enhance your intuitive capabilities your general health and well-being etc and basically he said that light photons make up our energy and they are encoded with information so his example was that when you're an animal And if you were a human that was eating any type of animal product, what occurs is that sunlight sends these light photons down into plants or into grass or whatever the animal eats, and then eventually the animal dies or is slaughtered and provided to humans to consume. Well, those light photons are what he called first generational energy. And then the animals would eat that. And then they would digest these plants. And then when they died and were passed on to humans, humans would be eating the flesh of these animals, which was basically giving the humans second generational energy, which was not nearly as strong and robust for energy and health purposes as that first generational energy that came from the light photons. And so he also would talk about how There is this negative karmic energy that occurs when you're eating the flesh of something that was killed to serve you, and that that also affects you from a metaphysical level. And I would totally agree with that. And he said that by eating animals, you're actually lowering your vibrational frequency from a scientific perspective and an energy perspective. And because of that, it's altering your thought processes and you're literally like consuming the fear and the death of this living creature that was murdered to serve you. And when I really learned more about this and got deeper into this concept, it made perfect sense as to if you eat things closer to light, that's what the human body is actually thriving for. Like get your fruits in, get your vegetables in. You know, the more you eat of these, you're going to be healthier as opposed to eating secondhand light photons that were digested and being the second generational energy from animals. And I feel like we are so programmed to believe that we need to have animal proteins or products for our health, when in reality is like killing us. And the data is clear out there that we all need to wake up that if we want to reach our fullest human potential... We have to quit eating animals. It is actually harmful for our health. And I believe that in the future, and hopefully within my lifetime, we will look back as a human race and be totally disgusted at ourselves that at one point in time, we literally ate other creatures. And I hope that we wake up and understand this whole concept of eating light and becoming better light beings by eating things closer to source. That we can enhance as a civilization and continue to evolve into the future.
1: It's not even economically doable anymore. There's so many issues environmentally with all these animal farms and trying to feed the animals and whatnot. There's a ton of problems. Like it's a trillion dollar industry and they're losing money left and right. So it's not a. It's just it's just not a sustainable way. I don't think.
0: I agree. So the the third tactic that I have here that really has helped us wake up has been iterations in our exercise protocols. So what I've learned over the years is, you know, going back and I was doing like more of a bodybuilding split, not ever trying to be a bodybuilder by any means, but more of that split where I was working out, you know, one muscle group a day and I was lifting in sets where I was trying to get stronger and stronger and stronger and it would cause my muscles to get bigger and bigger. What I learned is that I was really restricting oxygen flow throughout my body. And so as I began to research the science around it, I began to understand that your body operates at a more efficient and higher capacity when you have more oxygen that flows throughout your body. So I think we really need to get rid of this notion that you have to have big muscles as a male or you know, really tight, strong muscles as a male or female to be in shape, What happens is the bigger your muscles are, the more constricted your oxygen flow is within your body. And I think that people should strive to be in shape, but focus on more of a lean physique with a healthy heart and to allow that enhanced oxygen flow. And one of the ways that I did this was I switched up my routine from lifting and cardio. And now I really focus a lot more around trying to you know keep strength but at the same time make it more lean muscle mass that allows me to do lighter weights and enhance my flexibility to increase that oxygen flow. And I also highly recommend that everybody incorporate yoga into whatever type of exercise routine that you have. I do yoga almost every single day, and the amount of calmness it provides mentally, and how it's allowed me to wake up and be even more open to all of the amazing signs and synchronicities that the universe uses to guide my life, in my opinion, it's one of the biggest positive impacts that I've made. And the science behind it is really simple, because the more flexible you are, the easier it is for oxygen to flow throughout your body, which is going to raise your energetic frequency. And I can definitely tell when I do a yoga session and I'm done, the rest of that day, I'm incredibly calm, I'm aware, I am connecting dots that I wasn't beforehand, and it allows me to wake up and really guide th- myself through this matrix on a daily basis.
1: Well, yoga is a form of active meditation. That's why it helps. So it, it has a way of kind of bringing your mind down. And you're focusing on breathing, you're focusing on the moment here at hand. And when the human mind, when you can take your brain and make it focus in the power, like right now, right here and right now, you're able to step away much clearer than you would had you not done that um, yoga exercise.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Our fourth concept is removing fluoride from everything you can. So I first learned this concept from a good friend of mine, Ben Burke, who has a great podcast called Dynamic. And I really encourage everybody to check that out because he's got some amazing concepts that he talks about on there. But it was as I was going through this journey and understanding how my changes in workout was making more consciously aware and waking up and how my plant-based diet all of a sudden really enhanced my intuitive capabilities and was helping me wake up in different ways. And he started to help me understand probably something that has made a huge impact but that the majority of people on a daily basis consume which is fluoride and fluoride is in our water supply it is in other things like toothpaste and other types of products and I think when you take that out it's going to completely change your conscious state of awareness and allow you to wake up to a level that you've never been at before And I learned this firsthand and so did Nina. And Nina and I tested this by purchasing a spring water machine that all of the water that we now consume is free from fluoride. And for me, within about 10 days of drinking exclusively fluoride-free water and nothing else, I woke up one morning and it was literally like I had just awakened, like I had been sleeping my entire life. And this total veil was just lifted off of my brain and conscious state of awareness. And I was me. I was the authentic me that I had been stunted for for so many years because I was consuming fluoride. And to understand this from a scientific perspective is that fluoride is one of the biggest things that calcifies this gland in our brain called the pineal gland, or what is often referred to as the third eye chakra. And ancient civilizations believed, as do I, that this gland is connected to a spiritual plane that contributes to intuition and other metaphysical abilities that all humans possess and have access to. But when it's calcified through consuming fluoride or eating a traditional Western diet of meat and dairy, it doesn't function properly. And once this fluoride is removed and your diet transitions to a plant-based diet, this calcification begins to dissolve. And it starts to grant you access to these abilities that you may not even be aware that you have. And it's truly remarkable. I remember when it first happened, like I woke up one morning and I just was like, holy cow, I feel like I'm like awake. Like I've never felt more mentally and consciously awake in my t- in my entire life And it was largely because I had been doing this plant-based thing for a while. But then when I removed the fluoride, it was like it took it to the next level. And it has allowed me to even more wake up and move through this matrix on a daily basis and just provide so many enhanced capabilities that are hard to even describe until you experience them.
1: I'm going to read some things here that are actually in our book, Intuition Innovation. Uh, fluoridation is an outdated form of mass medication. Unlike all other water treatments, fluoridation does not affect the water itself, but instead the individual consuming it. The food and drug administration classifies fluoride as a drug and as well as some sort of vitamin supplement or nutrient. Therefore, the public water supply in America is deemed as a form of mass medication because it is still a drug. It's even classified as a drug in America. This is the number one reason why so many Western European cultures have rejected fluoridation of their water, strongly stating that mass public water systems are not an appropriate place for drugs. Yet here, we have all grown up with water in our systems. The second point, fluoridation is unnecessary and ineffective. The most obvious reason for eliminating fluoride from water is that it does not help teeth through ingestion of it. Rather, only by topical use. However, this was the conclusion back in the mid-1960s. Today, even topical application of fluoride on teeth is not only ineffective, but harmful. Therefore, when government officials decided to flood our public water systems with fluoride by stating it was good for our teeth, it has no merit since their own studies proved that fluoride helps not by ingesting it but by topical application. They're just contradicting themselves here. So why did we have fluoride back then in water and why is it still in our water today? Nobody really knows. And the third thing, this one was just mind-boggling to me, fluoridation is not a safe practice. Despite the reasons our city officials decided to fluoridate the public water systems, today there's a countless number of reasons to not ingest or topically use fluoride in or on your body anywhere. A plethora of information is available through many studies conducted both in the United States and across the world that prove fluoride is not safe for humans. Some obvious reasons that even the CDC acknowledges but fails to alert the public about include discoloration of teeth, severe bone disease, which, has proven, which was proven in patients on dialysis, studies indicate that patients treated with dialysis machines that used fluoridated water showed severe bone damage and advanced forms of kidney disease when compared with patients today using dialysis machines with the water that was filtered out. And finally, more recent studies indicate excessive amounts of fluoride in the past decade or so are causing or contributing factors to health problems such as arthritis, brain damage, reduced thyroid function, bone cancer in males, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, endocrine disruption, gastrointestinal side effects, hypersensitivity, male infertility, blocked pineal gland, skeletal fluorosis, and there's like a whole list of more. So it, it makes you think like, what are we doing? And why are people not picking up a computer when and this information is like freely out there and making decisions to go get spring water that doesn't have fluoride in it?
0: Exactly. And so from a tactical perspective, something that you can do, something that we've incorporated in our lives as far as removing fluoride is we do not buy toothpaste anymore that has fluoride in it. There's a ton of brands out there that'll sell fluoride-free toothpaste. From a water perspective, there is uh, Mountain Valley spring water that you can buy at different places. It comes in these big green bottles if you're wanting like bottles on the go. Or if you want to have like containers at your house, we use a company called Aqua Systems that basically delivers water every couple weeks and it's not expensive at all. And you can basically get one of those machines and put it in there. But, you know, for a long time, we've been drinking exclusively this non-fluoride spring water and it's made a tremendous difference. And... That is our tactic number four as far as something that you can implement in your life for waking up out of this matrix. And the fifth tactic that we have, which we talked about in our last episode and its benefits, is meditation. So meditation allows you to calm your mind It enhances your conscious awareness. And by doing this, it's going to relieve you from stress, anxiety, anger, fear, jealousy, and so many different negative emotions and allow you to coach through each day with ease and be totally awake to your surroundings. And I think that's such an important one because it's going to add tremendous value to the people you encounter on a daily basis, the circumstances you encounter, and it's really going to help you operate at a level that's second to none when it comes to coasting through the human experience each and every day.
1: There's something actually I wanted to add on to here. Um, we all wear deodorant, right? At least I hope everyone wears deodorant. Um, there is aluminum is a like an active ingredient in almost every single deodorant out there. Secret. What's another one? Dove. Dove. Axe, all these like name brands, these big...
0: Old Spice, like all men's deodorant too for the most part.
1: Yeah, they all have aluminum and aluminum is directly linked to cancer. So that's another thing you guys might want to look into is changing out your deodorant. Brian and I use Tom's deodorant that's aluminum free. There's a ton out there now. Mm-hmm. Um Kopari is another one, K-O-P-A-R-I. Uh, I don't think Dove and all these bigger companies have made them yet, but definitely switch out your deodorant for aluminum-free deodorant. Before we get on to our wisdom for the week segment, uh, Brian, what what in your life or or what point in your life or life event or situation do you remember where it sparked you to like go down the rabbit hole and realize that you can control your mind, that you can make decisions for yourself, and you kind of stopped listening to the outside noise, so to speak, and make your own decisions for yourself and do your own research?
0: So, I mean, there's a lot of different circumstances that I've tested over the years to see if this works, but...
1: When did it start, though? What, what triggered you to go down this path?
0: I think what initially triggered me to go down this path is I've always had like this pull to study and understand consciousness And I've always been incredibly fascinated with ancient civilizations, like ancient Egypt specifically. I really can't explain it, but ever since I was like a little kid, I would be incredibly fascinated by ancient Egypt. And I remember being super young and my parents would be like, hey guys, we're going to go on vacation this year. Where do you want to go? And I'd be like five or six years old and I'd be like Egypt. And they're like, we were thinking Florida, but you know, so The ancient civilizations really fascinated me too. And my entire life, I've had like these recurring dreams of ancient Egypt. And it's super strange. I can't explain it. But because of that, it's always just made me so fascinated by Egypt. So much to the point where Nina and I actually went there in uh, 2017. And that's where I asked her to marry me was in Egypt. And it was pretty cool. But um, I think the yearning for how those civilizations operated and how they thought about different things, as I began to study that more and understand consciousness, it throughout the years has allowed me to realize that there is a ton of stuff operating in what I'll call the quote unquote background that we can't see that exists from this metaphysical perspective that contributes to everything that happens on a daily basis. And the more I learned about that, the more I started to understand that every single thing is connected, there's no coincidences, and there's all these different projections that occur in our society of different types of emotional states that I consider learning lessons in teachings for each and every person. So I guess I started to get more into it when I was in middle school, then more into high school, and then in college, I started researching it a bunch more. And then, when I was in law school, I really started to go down the rabbit hole and get pretty deep and start to understand how there is a small group of people in the scheme of our global population that control the majority of the decisions in our global economy that occur. And that the more I started paying attention to the news, And started to connect dots that the news was largely disinformation and they were trying to feed our society certain information that I had proven that was inaccurate through my research. And I was like, okay, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Why are they telling us this? But the data is clearly showing something else. And then I began to realize like there is a lot that is programmed to us that is literally just a complete illusion. And it is this matrix that we live in. And as I began to understand that and started to go deeper and deeper and, you know, research more and more and read more books and then cross-reference that with some of these things I've learned from ancient civilizations, I began to realize that I feel like people used to understand how powerful we were as people and how our conscious state of awareness can really affect our reality. And that is how you break free from the matrix. And so I started running these different tests on myself through some of these tactics that we laid out throughout the course of this podcast. And as that started happening, my conscious state of awareness started enhancing. I started recognizing things that I wasn't recognizing before and realizing that, holy cow, we really do live in you know this quote unquote matrix and you have to understand that before you can break free from it. You have to become aware of this is how things are actually occurring in the reality that we're in. And then you become aware of it. And then you start taking actionable steps and implementing positive things in your life to try to break free from that mental servitude.
1: What are some books or documentaries that you would suggest to people on some of these topics that we have discussed today?
0: So some books that I think can really help you break free from the matrix and really wake up, one would be called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And that's just a really great book that helps people stay in the now, stay in the present moment, making sure that you are understanding that you control everything that happens within your life and how to pay attention to these different synchronicities and things that occur once you break free from this mental matrix. So that's a really good one. Uh, Another one by the same author, Eckhart Tolle, is called A New Earth. And so that's another fantastic book to check out that can really help you master this matrix that we live in. Um, Another one is The Path Made Clear. By Oprah Winfrey. So that's a book that uh, Nina and I both just completed recently that I think is fantastic. And basically the premise of that book is Oprah goes around and interviews all these different people that she knows that have reached different levels of success and whatever their given trades are, whether it's, you know, nonprofit organizations or business owners or philanthropic people. And she interviews them and asks them these very important questions about Why are we here? Why do you think we're here on this planet? Like, what is life and and what happens throughout this life? And what is the soul and all these different concepts? And then you get to hear these amazing perspectives from people about, you know, what they used to think, what they were programmed to think as they were growing up, what they were programmed by society or by the media And then how they had these different circumstances in their life where they broke free from that matrix mindset and set their own path and how once they did that, it really helped accelerate their success. Uh, Another one that I think from a documentary perspective that's really, really good, one's called What the Health. And the other one is called Forks Over Knives.
1: Yeah, both are on Netflix right now.
0: Both of those are on Netflix. Those are much more around the Food. diet aspect that yeah. we talked about today. And I would recommend everybody go check those out. And, you know, don't ever watch a documentary or read an article and just take it as gospel. You got to go do your background research on stuff. So, those are things that we watched initially and we were like, wow, this is pretty crazy that this stuff is actually happening. I, was, I wasn't aware of it until I watched it. And then to cross-reference that and fact check, we did a lot of our own research. We watched other movies. We read other books. Uh, another one regarding the plant-based stuff is called the China Study, which basically shows that when the Western diet of meat and dairy really entered the Chinese market, uh, as aggressively as how much we eat it now, how their cancer and disease rates in China just shot through the roof. Um, and it was because of meat and dairy. That's another really interesting one to check out. But um, you know, when you read this stuff, always make sure you're fact-checking everything because there is a lot of disinformation out there. But I think the more and more you read and you cross-reference these different topics, the more you start to understand that there are things that are actually working and there are things that we should be doing as human beings. And then there's a lot of disinformation that's out there to try to program us towards a, a lower negative frequency that is usually funded by the parties that will profit for it in the end. Um, and another movie that I highly recommend if you've never seen it, that we talked about and is kind of the concept of waking up in this episode, is The Matrix. Uh, you know, The Matrix, this metaphor of waking up from this programmed society that we live in to live out the life of your dreams, have a conscious state of awareness, and understand that you can break free from this. Don't take what's been said to you or guided to you as accurate. You have to fact check everything and you have to find out for yourself and you always, always throughout life have to continue to educate yourself and become a seeker of the truth. So we have a quote that we want to leave everybody with to think over the course of the rest of this week. And I want to preface this quote with, this is something that as you begin to wake up and have this awakening and enlightenment within your own mind, it's important that you don't try to force others to do the same thing or have the same experience that you're having. You want people to learn this on their own. And sometimes when you try to force other people or control them or push information on them that they're not ready to receive because they're all at a different state of their evolvement, then they can push back on it or think you're crazy. And what you really want to do is you want to take these concepts and wake up on your own. Do it yourself, allow the magic to happen, and others will hopefully wake up at their own time. And so that's what I wanted to preface this quote with. And this quote is actually from the movie, The Matrix. And what it says is it's when Morpheus is speaking to Neo and Morpheus says, The Matrix is a system, Neo. That system is our enemy. But when you're inside, you look around. What do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do... These people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. and many of them are so ignored, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. And basically, how I interpret that quote is not that businessmen and teachers and lawyers are your enemies, it's the mindset they've been programmed to think and live their lives through is what is the enemy. And they need to break those chains to freedom because those people that are so programmed in that way, they're going to be continuing to live out this life stuck in the matrix of mental slavery each and every day. And when there's more and more people doing it, the more and more people will see other people doing it and turn into these sheeple and want to follow the herd. And so that's what the enemy is. The enemy is this matrix mindset that is subconsciously programming people to be stuck in this mindset of obedience and mental slavery and entertainment and all these things that are lowering our human potential. That's the real enemy. And so what we want to do is basically by becoming better ourselves and becoming more aware and waking up to master this matrix That's what we're trying to do ourselves so that hopefully other people take notice.
1: That's awesome. Thanks for that quote. And that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to Deep Thoughts at the Dixons. We'll see you guys next week.
0: All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.